Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by coronatools.com, the nation's leader in garden and landscaping tools. Listeners of The Organic View can receive 20% off their coronatools.com purchase by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. That's O-R-G-V-I-E-W. For more promotional offers, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. And don't forget to check out our contest section. Ever wonder how people can afford all the different flowers, trees, and herbs that they have in their garden? Well, you wouldn't believe it, but most avid gardeners do not necessarily pay full price, if anything, for many of the plants that they have. How do they do it? Well, today I'm going to talk to Susan Fox from Gaga's Garden about tips for adding plants to your garden without breaking the bank. So I'd like to welcome to the show Susan Fox. Good afternoon, Susan, and welcome back. I love talking to you. Hi, June. Thanks for having me. It's always delightful to talk with you. I have learned so much from you over the years, and I guess that is why my listeners love you just as much as I do. And you have the most beautiful gardens. And it's not just roses. You're, I know that you're an award-winning rosar- consulting rosarian, but aside from that, you are really the ultimate gardener. There's always new stories to be told that come from your garden, whether it's the faux pas or the successes or the new additions. And I especially love the new additions. And I'm so happy that I have the opportunity to take a step into Gaga's garden and just learn a little bit about what you do and share it with my listeners. So thanks for being on the show today, Susan. Well, again, thank you for having me because you're such a great conversationalist and an expert on so many topics. So it's just fun to talk with you, June. Thank you, Susan. Susan, truthfully, did you buy all of the plants in your garden? Of course not. And <laughs> the most the most fun that I have, or I suppose what has the most meaning is when I receive a rose that was started by someone that means a lot to me. Um, Just for instance, I have a a wonderful friend that's in Minneapolis, and they invited me to the Twin Cities Rose Club to speak. And after speaking, then a member said, Susan, I'm going to start one. I went to see his garden. I toured the roses there and toured the uh, University of Minnesota Extensions and uh, famous rose hybridizer David Slezak was there and he has uh, hybridized some of the roses of the Oh So Easy series of roses and um, so when Jack Falker said I'm going to start um, this rose for you that's known as Earth Song and he sent it to me and it was just a little tiny twig and now remember this rose is out of patent because I don't break any laws or patent laws and would never encourage anyone to do so. So he sent me a little piece of his garden. To me, that's a little piece of his heart. And that's when I look at that rose, I always think of Jack. So you see, 
every rose has a story and it's a little piece and a little part of your friendship and your love for that person. So it has meaning to me. Oh, I completely agree. I know that some of the flowers, uh, some of the plants in general that I've received have been from people that I care about or I receive them as gifts. And, for Mm -hmm. example, this year my sister was so nice to give me a gift certificate so that I could Mm -hmm. purchase my very first persimmon tree. So I will have persimmons, I'm hoping, (laughs) this fall. And I'm just thrilled because it's it's like having a baby. You know, you just want to shout to the top of the mountains or at the top of the mountains, you know. But don't you think when you have a little piece of someone else's garden, it is a part of them. It, to me, your garden does represent, you put your heart and your soul and your, it represents love and caring. And when that person also thinks so much to bring a little piece of that garden and work over it and then care enough to send it to you, you have a part of them in your very own garden. And so those are the plants that have the most meaning. And Um, Then I told another friend that I had been looking for Dorothy Rose because my mother's name was Dorothy. And she is up in Seattle and she started that rose. I mean, things like this. It's the stories behind the plants. And many of my plants were started by someone else. But it, it isn't. So there's a story. There's many reasons why and other than just the story behind the plant. But there's many reasons that you can also save money just to kind of segue into also I don't like to see plants dying in a store and I um, did a whole uh, article about listen go to the bargain section of every store and see what you can bring home with for the sake of saving its life because um, they may look half dead to someone else but to me it's my next challenge of bringing it back to life. Sometimes you can get some pretty good deals. For example, I, by chance, shopped at a local supermarket that I never go to. It's just Mm -hmm. that I was shopping in the area at another store, and I actually needed pie crust. I was making Mm -hmm. a spinach quiche, and I just, I, I, I was pressed for time, and I did not have time to make my own pie crust. So I knew that this store had what I was looking for so I went in there and staring me in the face were two five gallon knockout roses and they were reduced down to five dollars a piece and I was just like oh my god and I felt like a prayer had been answered because I wanted to get some but I had other priorities and I I've learned to control myself. I don't go into the garden centers and buy every single thing that they have. Mm-hmm. So many times I've done that, and so many times I've killed plants just because of, you know, you, you kind of uh, forget that some of them need a lot of attention or whatever the case may be, and you just, you know, life happens. So mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thrilled to find these, and at another garden center, I found some salvia that looked really looked half dead and it just needed water and it's you know it's doing great now i also found some petunias that also needed deadheading and they're thriving and it's amazing i paid next to nothing for these plants 
and now they are great additions to my my garden this year. So I feel like I scored, you know, big time. And usually I don't go shopping for plants until the end of the season, not realizing that even though this was before Father's Day, actually this is Memorial Day weekend, or right after Memorial Day weekend, I could not believe how many great buys that I got. And these were not in the typical places that I would shop at garden centers. These were mm-hmm. at little supermarkets or little fruit stands, what have you, and they were just looking to liquidate and make space for for new merchandise. So mm-hmm. it was great. Well, I want to tell your listeners something, a little secret that a lot of people don't realize. Many of your big box stores and some of the garden centers are taking in those plants on consignment. So they don't have a... Yeah, I told you that. Entrance. I, I yeah. told you that. They, I was shocked when I discovered at, I think it was either Lowe's or Home Depot, that they don't carry them anymore, not the way that they used to. So you know what this means. It means that mm-hmm. people are going to start shopping at their local garden center again instead of going to these big box stores where basically you're going to pay through the nose for any plant that you get. And these folks are just looking to make the sales. They're not going to take the time to understand the plant's growth cycle and all the different things that the plant may or may not need, as you would advise your clients. So right, they're not paying. They are not paying any help to assume the responsibility for the care and watering of the plant. They just put it out, and if it sells fine, then they they take the profitability and then they mark it down as it as it perishes from lack of water. So what you do is go in and look for the reduced rack, and hopefully you, my my daughter-in-law, I wrote an article about saving money on perennials because I, quite a while ago, I started replacing my annuals with miniature roses because they're perennials, and I started replacing a lot of the annuals that I would buy with perennials because annuals are so expensive, not only in money, but in time. I just, frankly, how many of you have time to replant plants every single year? So I started looking for more and more perennials. So um, just go to these stores and start looking each week when they start marking down these plants. So my daughter-in-law has done that and I can post, she has turned the home they bought that is a cottage type home in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and she has turned it into the, her gardens are magnificent by going and paying like a dollar for all of these perennial plants that are just marked down. Well, the and, funny thing is, is that what what drove me to go to other stores in search of these knockout roses was the fact that I went to either a Home Depot or Lowe's and. I thought to myself, hmm, do I really want to spend $30 on this or do I want to wait? Because I had a lot of other plants that I wanted to buy and this was something that wasn't, you know, it it wasn't critical. And then when I discovered it on the discount rack, (laughs) I was just thrilled. Exactly. You know, it it was just amazing. Well, also, June, the, the, and another, it's just more of the same topic is that I looked, when you first go in around the holidays, they have the hanging baskets. Have you noticed how the price has gone up on container 
gardens and hanging baskets to $30, $40, and you can buy, go to the markdown rack and see those same containers marked down to $2 and $3 and get yourself about four or five of those and put your own container together and you've maybe spent $5 and let it grow in a little bit and you've saved you haven't spent five or six dollars for what's being sold for thirty and forty dollars. Well, what I found is if you take a look at the plants that are in that pot, you're not necessarily getting a deal. I remember going exactly. to I think it was um and I'm not picking on Lowe's or, or Home Depot, but you know, they are the biggest garden centers in the area that I live in. And mm-hmm. I remember there was this beautiful potted plant and I just wanted to know what the price was and the person that was working in the garden center kind of snapped at me and said oh do you have any idea how many plants are in there and I said look I just wanted mm-hmm. to know what the price was and then I think right. you know something I'm a master gardener I can make my own my own design I, I don't need their stuff and that's right. exactly what I did and lo and behold I took plants that I knew I could save that just needed some TLC, and basically what that means for the most part is they need to be watered. Mm-hmm. So often mm-hmm. these plants are so poorly neglected, and you just need to you need to soak them and just water them, make sure that they get the attention that they need. And other times it might just be that they are not getting enough sun. So, yeah, right. by all means. And another thing that I discovered is sometimes these stores will have a sale on individual plants, for say maybe two ninety nine a piece, and if you look around, you'll see that there's a larger size plant which basically consists of two or three of those individual plants in one pot for a little bit more money. But you're basically getting three, two or three plants instead of one. So that mm-hmm. was something that I did. And then when I transplanted them, no, I had more plants to work with. So that right. was a nice find. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I just absolutely love is when I get together with other master gardeners or other people in the different horticultural societies and we swap plants. I think it's one of the nicest ways to remember your friends. But you do have to be careful because I remember I received, I'm trying to think of what it was. I ripped it out so quickly, but it was, it started taking over and I got, I received this plant from a fellow master gardener from the class that I took, and Mm -hmm. it was very invasive. So you do have to be careful because some people may love different plants for different reasons, but you have to make sure that it's not an invasive species. And it also could be something innocent. I had a friend who recently gave me some daylilies. There was some mint that was in the pot, and mint, especially in my area, it can be very invasive. It can grow like grass, and it's very difficult to get rid of. And no one would ever knowingly give you a plant that had some kind of a disease, but be so careful. Oh, yeah, yeah. That actually happens a lot with houseplants. When somebody gives you yes. a houseplant and you don't even think about it, about quarantining that plant, and then you bring yes. it in and you expose it to your existing plants. I had that happen once, and I really didn't, you know, I I didn't have the knowledge that I have today and um, it was many years ago and I was just really upset because one of the plants that was in my house was a plant that I had received from my late mother so it was very sentimental you know right 
I mean, you, you just don't know. And, and it, it's true, too, now that we're mentioning it. When you're at a garden center, really inspect that plant. You, if you bring home a plant, and it's terrible if you have accidentally brought something home and then you, um, because I just recently had a really bad experience with um, one really beloved rose having something that, I mean, you just got to really watch. You don't want to bring and accidentally bring something into your own garden that, you, that you're going to really be sorry. So just inspect your plants carefully, you know, before you bring them in. So, but you can find, and also, um, you know, just cleaning them up. If you look at those plants, have you ever noticed, just rip off all the dead leaves, water it, and, and the plant, I can't believe it. Sometimes I ripped off the dead leaves, cut off the spent blooms, watered it, and it looks fine. You know, it's, isn't that amazing? Well, you know what I do? Chris from Corona Tools was so nice to send me a pair of these needle nose pruners. That's kind of my go-to. Because I'll be the first to admit, I would wreck my nails and use my thumbnails. And then, I don't know, the last two years, I need to be a little bit more practical. And I still use my hands, don't get me wrong. But it's just that I have a tendency to to really just destroy my, my thumbnails when I'm deadheading. So Chris is very kind to send me these needle nose pruners. And they are just fabulous mm-hmm. because you can really... You could really strip off all the dead leaves and yes. deadhead very quickly. Uh, they're also great for harvesting dandelion, the, the, the flowers. So, you know. But uh, in any event, I couldn't agree with you more. Sometimes it's just a matter of deadheading so that the plant can actually put the energy into the new growth instead of the, the old growth. So that's very important. No oh, way. I need to wrap up about Chris from Corona. You really need to download their pruning guide because it tells you how to prune every single thing, everything that you ever need to prune and in the garden, from trees, bushes, everything. And I don't know any guide that you can get that is so comprehensive because and I didn't know. It's free, too. And yeah, folks, you can, you can get that guide by visiting coronatools.com. I, you know, I don't know how to do it. I mean, I didn't know how to do all the things that are in there. And uh, it's just amazing, all of the information that's in it. So I just want to tell everybody to go and, and download it. Susan, my last question for you is in regards to taking cuttings. A lot of people want to know, I understand about, especially if it's something that is patented, but if you have any wild roses or if you have a rose that's in your garden, can you take a clipping and can can you propagate it? You can propagate a rose for your own use. Absolutely. You cannot. It's my understanding. Now, I'm not a, lot, a lawyer, and I don't know specifically all the laws, so I just want to make that perfectly clear. But it's my understanding that you can... Um, create a rose for your own use you cannot sell or or pass it on that's that's my understanding well i've done it with geraniums very successfully i've taken geraniums and i can't tell you the the geranium collection that i have is fantastic and especially in this area i'm in new york most people don't overwinter their geraniums they just toss them and I have one geranium that I think is seven years old, and it's very tall. It's it's like a little tree, 
and I actually grew, I think, four other geraniums from that one particular plant, and um, they're, you know, they're in bordering garden beds. So it's, mm -hmm. it's nice to see that there's, you know, I, I was able to do that. But with roses, what do you recommend that you do if you were to do that? It's very easy. Make sure that the rose is out of patent. So um, the, there's a lot of old roses. Usually, and the rule of thumb, I would imagine, is if the rose is about after 10 years, I think, is usually most of the patents. So um, most new roses, you can't, I think. So I, I would say that's your easiest way. Or look it up online because your new roses are patented roses. So I think that it, that's a pretty good guide. It'll well, tell I, you I have a rose. I have a rose that my I, I I think maybe either my mother or my father planted that is at their old house, and I'd like to take a clipping. I mean, it's been there for I don't know how many decades. So well, then, how would I how would I go about doing that? Well, most likely uh, I can send you or write it up, uh, but I, I know I have a good friend that's really excellent at it. So they, they, um, um, you take um, a cutting just above where um, a nodule where five leaflets have grown, and then you, um, in, you tap it into root where the um, a root stimulator and um, place it in a, um, like a bag is, is more of the, uh, a paper, a plastic bag and until the um, roots start to, you see little tiny fine roots and mm -hmm. then you begin to aerate it a little bit and you open it up. You know, you, you're creating your own little mini greenhouse. I really, it'd be best if I just send you or write it up and then let people come back. You know, there's a little process, but it's not a process that I created. It's in a in a book, or I can give you the uh, website okay, well, link. Okay, well, we I'll can, we can provide that for the listeners on the website, right. but for people that are listening that um, don't necessarily have the ability to access this article, could you just give the overview of what's involved? I mean, yeah, I they will. have to cut it at, yeah. an, at an angle. What do they do? Cut it at an angle and dip it into this root starter and then put it in a, in a uh, plastic baggie, close it up, kind of create a greenhouse effect and uh, it, like with plenty of moisture. And then as it begins to root, you open it up and start exposing it, you know, put it in a, a semi um, not direct sunlight. You're kind of creating a greenhouse effect. And I'm just, I want your list, all of your listeners to know that I'm, I have not done this other than a few times. I'm not a great rose, you know, propagator. It's my friends who have started them for me. So I just, I'm gotcha. giving my, I am giving my, uh, what is that word that they always say? You're, um, I'm not great at it, so because I haven't I haven't done it that much. But that's on my bucket list that I really want to get better at it. So well, I think that'll it, be good. I've at done it with a couple of different types of plants, geraniums, probably the mm -hmm. most successful. I've tried doing it with. I'm trying to think what else I've done this with. 
a couple of shrubs, which I don't know their names, unfortunately, their botanical names, much less their common names. It's kind of one of those cases where, okay, I planted this and I have no idea what it is. And <laughs> it's just, you know, flowers, so therefore, you know, it's something that you, I don't know, some of the plants that I have, I really need to make it a point because I have so many different species. People are asking, like, I, I, I give to my sister. Yeah, go ahead. We overlook the most important, I mean, the cheapest way of all is seeds. If we, if people start their seeds early enough and, you know, just, uh, I have not really started seedlings nearly as often as I would like to. So I really would like to get. I usually get my seedlings done by St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. That's usually when I try to get everything in. That's usually a good cutoff date. Some things you can grow with seeds, some things you can't or mm-hmm. you don't have as much success. Either way, as long as you're out there and you're gardening, you're adding to your collection, don't stress. All of us at one point or another will kill something. Not exactly. purpose, but just I, I was actually relieved when a professor shared that with us, and I thought to myself, wow, because it, it was such a huge relief because I was so worried that the time that I had had been reduced and I just didn't have as much time and I was neglecting certain parts of my garden beds and so it was just you know it was just nice to know that yeah people do things like that you know we're human in any event Susan thank you so much for your time and I look forward to having you come back at some point to share more of your wonderful stories and all the wealth of information that you have well it's great talking with you June as always and you're always a wealth of knowledge and and a delight to talk to. So thank you. And folks, please visit Susan's website. It's gagasgarden.com. She has so much information. She is constantly winning awards. She is a consulting rosarian. If you need professional advice, please reach out to her. And folks, I just want to say whatever you do, get out there and garden. Thank you for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with your Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon.